Welcome back to uh, episode eight now. I got my boy Zagada Attacka, and it's your boy Green Bean. And this is Green Bean What You Mean. We are back on the saddle today with the final two divisions in the AFC West and AFC South. Some last talk about the NBA Finals, a couple MLB games, and lastly, some final thoughts about the LIV Tour. So let's get right to it. We will start out with our final two divisions in the AFC. We will start with the AFC West. For those of you that don't know, the AFC West is the Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders. So give me your thoughts and predictions on that division. Well, I'm going to be the most consensus person here. Um, The Chiefs are still the best team in the division. Um, Though I like the moves that the Broncos did, bringing in Russell Wilson and you know, showing that they want to win now. I still think they're the third best team in the division. Um, so I'm going to go with Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. But the Raiders are – the Raiders and Broncos are a close – I say they're very close. Like maybe a game separates them too record-wise. Raiders getting Devontae Adams, um, reuniting him with their car. I can see that connection working very well for them. Plus, the Raiders also have a very good defense. But, yeah, it, the top two teams are, I believe, very undisputed. Like, they, you know the top two there. There's no debate. It's just between whoever gets third in the division is the true debate between the Broncos and the Raiders, and I have the Broncos beating out the Raiders. I think this is the best all-around division in the league, honestly, now with the trades that happened, I think this is probably the best all four teams in one division. Of course, the Chiefs lost Hill, but man, they had a really good draft and a really good offseason, picking up some key pieces and continuing to help Pat. And then the defense got better in the draft. Um, they did have to send away Tyron Matthew, but man, I I think if, if possible, the Chiefs honestly almost got better with sending Tyreek away, got some draft picks out of it, and brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, Valquez Scantley from the Packers, um, and then got that Sky Moore, who I've heard there's been rumors that uh, he went to the a corner position. I don't know if that's true or not, that they moved him to a corner. I don't think that's true. I just think they're making fun of the number he chose. He chose his college number of 24. Yeah, I think the Chiefs got better. Um, The Broncos, of course, like you said, adding the big trade with Russell Wilson with an already an elite defense and a really good young wide receiving core and a really good running back combo um, in the backfield. And then, of course, the Raiders getting Devontae Adams, reuniting him, like you said, uh, both played at Fresno State together. Um, I think that connection will be really good. And like you already said, too, they, they had a really talented defense and now a very elite offense with Adams, Waller, Renfro, Carr, and Jacobs. Um, I think that team's very good. And then lastly, with the Chargers, and that's another team that got better in the offseason, added Khalil Mack, got the best corner in free agency, and J.C. Jackson drafted some O-line help. And then, of course, Justin Herbert's just been – uh, great the past couple years, and I think he's going to really have a great season. So I went a little differently. Uh, I went um, – I think the Chargers are going to win the division. I think uh, they have one of the best defenses now in the league. 
um, and then have a very, very good offense and a very good young quarterback. So I went Chargers, Chiefs in a very close second, I think, like you said, those two at the top. But then I went Raiders, Broncos. I, I really feel the Raiders have the better team. Uh, yes, the Broncos did add Russell Wilson, and they have a good young core, but um, I still think the Raiders uh, have a better overall team, um, in my opinion. So we'll move to the AFC South, which is the Titans, Jags, Colts, and Texans. In my eyes, this is the Titans division to win. I think with Derrick Henry, you got debatably top two running back and not being two in that division. And then the Colts, they did a lot of good things in the offseason, bringing in Matty Eyes to help be more consistent at the quarterback position. Um, also, a um, team that did some upgrades in the draft with an elite defense on the Colts side, the Jaguars doing the smart thing, getting a new coaching regime for Trevor Lawrence. We finally get to see him get a fair shot at attempting to play in this level. And then there's the Texans who had probably the most impressive rookie season from a quarterback last year and Davis Mills. Um, So the way I see the division I believe the Titans should win the division and then Colts are a tight second. They give me the Jags third, Texans fourth. Um, I really hope Trevor Lawrence turns it around, um, is be the generational talent we thought he was going to be when he got picked. Once again, you know, that Jags roster is very iffy yet, still a lot of unknown pieces. They lost uh, their number one receiver in Chark to the Lions. So I'd like to see them turn it around. Um, the Texans did some huge reaching in the draft, getting Stingley at three. That was a very bold move on their part. But if you like your guy, you got to go with it. And so hopefully Lovey Smith turns it around there for Houston. Uh, the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, another debatable top running back in the league getting a good quarterback, Michael Pittman, him emerging in a sophomore season. I uh, want to see some more out of him. Um, I like the direction the Colts are going in, um, building around that defense, and now starting to work into a run-heavy offensive system. But then you got the Titans, who have King Henry. So I got Titans winning the division. Yeah, this division's tough. It's probably one of the worst divisions Honestly, with the Jags and the Texans really pulling it down and the Titans and the Colts at the top, they're always the top two in that division. I don't know. I I really did like, as you said, Matty Ice going to the Colts. I think they upgraded uh, Matt Ryan's a proven quarterback. And with an already talented roster, I really like that move. Um, The Titans, of course, lost A.J. Brown, but then got um, in the draft a really good wide receiver. Um, and Burks, and then, like you said, King Henry, anytime he's in the backfield, uh, he's probably the best running back in the league. Uh, not probably, he is the best running back in the league. And so you always got a chance to win with him, and they have a talented defense as well. And then the Jags, like you said, Lawrence. Um, I'll be interested in Travis Etienne's coming back this year, kind of to see that connection with uh, him and Lawrence. Uh, they brought brought in the number one pick and Travion Walker. Uh brought in Christian Kirk from the Cardinals. So they, they added some pieces. Um, and then the Texans, like you said, they reached at three. I hated that pick. I'm not a huge Stingley fan. Uh, I had him as my bust. 
when we last when we talked about the draft. Um, but that was apparently their guy at three. They got him. Lovey Smith is a good coach. I like Davis Mills. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, put some pieces around him, and they're rebuilding. So I went with um, – I actually, with the addition to Matty Ice, I, I think the Colts will get the Titans this year. I think they win the division with the Titans at a close second. And then I as well went Jags, Texans. Um, I'd like to see the Jags have a good year. I'd like to see, like you said, Trevor Lawrence um, have a good year um, and be the generational quarterback that uh, we all uh, know he can be. And then the Texans, uh, they'll probably have the worst record in the league, honestly. They're rebuilding. They honestly probably don't even really care. Uh, but, yeah, I went Colts, Titans, Jags, and then the Texans. A little breaking news here. Um, just got from Twitter. Apparently, Rob Gronkowski is calling it quits. Um, he put a post on Twitter uh, about uh, how he is uh, going to retire. I will believe it when I see it. Tom Brady already once did this where he retired and he came back. I could totally see uh, Gronk retiring for the regular season and making just a little playoff run as well, uh, joining the Bucks late in the season, kind of rest his body. He doesn't need to play in the regular season. So, but uh, yeah, that's a little breaking news for you. Yeah. Gronk already retired once. Yeah. So in retiring again, I mean, I'll once I, I see, see it, it last, yep. when I, once I see it last more than one season, yeah, I will. I agree. Yeah, that's why I'm not super like, oh man, that's huge. I, I honestly see him coming back. Um, if they make a playoff run, coming back towards the end of the season and playing, uh, he doesn't need to play in the regular season. I, I was shocked that he played uh, some of the games that he did. Uh, he just needs to play when it matters the most. Uh, and I could see him really just getting, trying to get healthy, get his body ready, and uh, maybe make a late uh, one more final uh, Super Bowl run for him. So, yeah, like you said, he's already retired once. Tom retired this year and then came back. So I'm not going to believe any of that until we actually see it for a full season, like you said. So I think that wraps up our NFL uh, talk. That's the AFC uh, that we talked about. So we will move on to the NBA Finals. Uh, it ended um, the other night, uh, the Warriors won in Boston. Steph had a big game. This is the fourth ring for that big three. Yeah, three, four w- rings on that team. And it's easier f- to root for them now um, because all three of those guys were not super high picks for NBA standards. Um, so everyone really had a chance, and they've kind of built something there, bringing in guys and rebuilding, and then the last two years, and then now winning it all. But here's the question. Steph Curry now four championships, two league MVPs, and now a finals MVP to add to already his huge resume that he has. Uh, Does this championship move Steph into top 10 all time? And does it even move him close to top five? For me, uh, Steph, before this championship run, was already in my top 10. Though barely in my top 10, he was in my top 10. Given this run in the final MVP, I I can see him easily pushing into the top fives, maybe even some people's top threes. Um, the way he the way he's changing the game, you know, revolutionizing the three point shot and its value. You see it in the kids' highlights videos now. They're just throwing it up from forty feet out, just you know, trying to idolize uh, Steph there. But you know, he's most best shooter in terms of field goal percentage, 
uh, threes made, um, the two MVPs, one unanimous, which is very impressive, even though I think LeBron should have got some votes that year. Yeah, he, talk he probably that. could have got some votes that year. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. And uh, then the finals MVP. Yeah, that really uh, pushes his resume into the top five category. Um, I still have a tough time uh, debating um, him and Magic for the best point guard, but it's definitely starting to lean more towards Steph as he continues in his career. Yeah, it's hard. I I kind of jumped the gun at the end of there. Um, at the end of that game and felt like, man, he's kind of in the GOAT conversation. And then you look at the at a top 10 of players and you're like, man, oh, man, there's a lot of good players. But holy shnikes, I mean, four, four championships, two league MVPs, like you said, one was unanimous, and now a finals MVP. He's the greatest shooter of all time. That's without question. He's changed the game. It's just, to me, it's hard to not... He's he's in the top 10 now. With that resume, it's, there's no doubt that he can't be in, in anyone's... And not everyone's top 10. There's so many good players, though, that, man... And the whole point guard thing, I don't know if Steph... He is a point guard, but it's like... To be a point guard, there's a lot of other things you got to do. Like, Magic was such a good scorer and passer. He rebounded. He did everything. That's kind of what the point guard does. Steph's more more of just a three-point offensive scorer guy. He he does pass, does kind of the little things on defense, but he's not really a true, true point guard in that regard. But, man, oh, man, his resume is uh, top-notch. And to be the best shooter of all time, to have that resume, he's in the top 10 with ease, and he he keeps moving up. Uh, he's an easy guy to root for, though. He, he has changed the game. He, he's made it that where now we don't even really have big men. All big. If you can't shoot the three, you're not going to get drafted, and you're not going to really play. You, gotta, you have to be able to shoot the three in the league now, or else you're not really going to get on the floor. Um, there is a couple guys still in the NBA that don't, uh, shoot the three and do play some, but man, it's slim. It's very slim. And those guys are even trying to work to shoot threes, put threes in their arsenal. So it's definitely a debate. Uh, we we may sometime uh, give out our top 10 in a podcast and debate about it. But man, oh man, four ships, two league MVPs. And now to add on to the finals MVP this year, that's that's huge. Uh, which well, is already a great three. career. The top three is already like certified. You get, you got LeBron, you got MJ, and you got Kareem. If your top three doesn't have that, you're wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no way around the getting that top three unless. So that puts Steph at best four, and yeah, I'm going to take I, Kobe I over. I'm going to take Kobe over him at four. Yeah. I'm going to take Shaq over him at four. I would take you Magic know, over him at four. Magic. I would you take got a lot Bird. of guys, but man, it's it's a debate. It's an argument. Tim it's, Duncan. It's definitely an argument. It is now that he's got his fourth and then kind of got the finals MVP. That was kind of it wasn't dragging him down because he's already had an incredible career already. But to add the finals MVP, that just kind of boosts it up now. Um, because it like makes it like, oh, he is the best player on that team. And they don't do it without Steph. And those other years, they, they had KD, 
Andre Iguodala got it the one year. I have no idea how. He had a great finals, but he wasn't their best player. So it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah he was a great player. But he let LeBron score on average 40 yeah. and yeah. 10 for an entire finals. So, I but, mean. Yeah, he was the MVP for sure. Yeah. So he kind of got, he didn't get screwed, but there's been years where Steph definitely could have had a chance, should have been the MVP, but he finally got it this year in the finals and congrats to them. Um, I didn't like the Warriors when KD was playing, but now that KD's gone, I don't mind them near as much. Because like I said, Draymond was a, not a high pick. Clay wasn't a super high pick. And Steph wasn't a super high pick for NBA standards. So, I mean, everyone had a chance to get those three. They built, they built that franchise and dynasty there. And so congrats to them. We just got a couple MLB games today. Uh, I didn't want to do much because I knew we were going to ha- mainly talk about the two divisions and uh, the finals. So uh, we'll just do a couple quick ones. I got Braves Giants here. Uh, ooh, um, you know, my luck here of just randomly guessing and not looking into statistics has been doing a lot better than me actually looking at stats because, you know, baseball is a lovely game that way. Yeah. Um, give me, give me the Giants in this one. Yep, give me the Giants. Why not? Let's just go with full randomness today. Well, I'm glad you went with the Giants because we are actually now tied on MLB predictions. I am seeing that now. Um, oh, lovely. I will take the Braves then, and I'm always going to take the Braves, actually. They're on a really big hot streak here, and I will uh, go with the Braves. And, yeah, no statistics here, just I like the Braves. They're hot right now, and you went with the Giants. So there you go. For our second one, Mets-Astros. That's our last one. Mets-Astros. Verlander, I believe, pitched Sunday. So because if you don't have Verlander on the hill, you know, it makes things a little cloudy. Uh, Verlander, also like age 37, 38 season, might win the Cy Young, which is insane. Yeah, he's in the contention. I'm not saying he's going to win it. He's in the contention for sure. But, uh, yeah, with him not on the bump makes uh, things a little more dicey, I think, because I believe the Astros rotation after the him is quite the drop-off. So I'm going to go with the Mets here. Yeah, I didn't have uh, any statistics here to differ with you. Um I actually wrote down differ with whatever Zach says. So since you went with the Mets, I'm just going to go with the Astros. Um, it looks like Garcia's pitching for the Astros. I just am seeing that now. Uh, so I'll go with the Astros. It's going to be a good game, though. Uh, two uh, very good teams. And so, yeah, I'm going with the Astros. So we'll just differ it up and see who can take the lead after uh, these two games. For our final thoughts, I know you're not a huge golf guy and not look into it too much, uh, but I'm a bit pretty big golf guy. Love love the sport, love to watch it. Um, and right now in the PGA, a lot of things are happening. There's a LIV tour, and some pretty big names are leaving the PGA tour to join this LIV tour. Um, some news today, actually, or yesterday broke that uh, Brooks Kepka is now leaving the PGA Tour for the LIV Tour. So that's just another big name leaving. 
Um, here's the deal. These guys are leaving for one reason and one reason only. It's it's for money. Uh, the LIV is willing to pay these guys what they want. And some notable names so far that have left are like guys like Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Brooks Kepka. now. Um, I hate it for golf, but here's the deal. All those guys that I named are getting – more towards the older part of their career. They're not old by any means, but some of them are injured. They're getting older. So they're going to try to get their bag while they still can. Um, the PGA is kind of in a pickle right now, though, because all the golfers that play in the LIV tour are able to play in the majors. And that's really when it boil when you boil it down to golf, all those guys care about are those majors, the masters, us open, um, PGA, there's a couple more, but that's all those guys care about is, is those majors. And they're allowing these guys to play in the majors. So until the PGA decides to not let them play in the majors, if they're not going to be on the PGA tour, it in, may just get worse. I think guys will just leave because it is money. It's just, it's a money thing. It's no nothing other than money. And I hate it for the PGA because the PGA has been around for so long. Yes, there's so many big names that are still in the PGA, so I'm not too worried. And this last week of the U.S. Open, really funny. All those guys that played in the LIV didn't even make the cut or finish, like, way towards the end of the leaderboard. So it's, like, it's kind of funny. I, I don't know. It, it's definitely a hot topic right now in golf, for sure. You know, you are down in my golf love ability. You know, it's a sport I love to hate. I go out there. I try to play the best I can. I'll hit a maybe 300 yard drive and then I'll hit, you know, six shots into the woods, you know, but I'm out there trying to get better every day, trying to play. Um, now for this LIV deal, I understand it's kind of like the, the NIL in college football. It, yeah. But, you know, the way I see it, PGA tour is more prestige you know, I'm on, I'm on the, when you say you're on the tour, you're on the PGA tour. You're not, yeah, on, that's, that's the ultimate goal as a golfer. That's one. You're not on that. You don't go, I'm on the LIV tour. No, I'm on the, the tour. And you're talking about the PGA tour. Yeah. Um, but you got it. You know, it's just, it's these guys' livelihoods that they're playing for. You know, they're, they're trying to make the money so that their family can live easy. And, uh, yeah, if you can get paid more playing in a different tour and still get the benefits of playing in the Masters, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you change over? Well, um, let's be clear, though, here. They're, they're not just making $20 to play in a PGA tournament. So, like, no, they're, they're, they're making millions they're making, playing. They're making nickels in comparison to the LIV tour. Though. The LIV tour is paying them what they want, but they're also playing in Saudi Arabia, where... They just behead people for no reason. Well, um, I think actually they're that's where like the richest place in the world is, it not? Well, I that that makes sense that they're paying these guys so much money to come be on the tour, but I'm I'm pretty sure like they play in the richest city in the world. I'm not don't quote me on it. I'm gonna Google it real quick, but I'm pretty sure. Well, it yeah. says here, though, that the PGA is going to try to add more money to some tournaments, some littler tournaments. And that's the thing is these guys don't 
they don't really care to play in the little tournaments. Like I said, it's all about the majors. But if the PGA does add a little more money, then maybe guys come back or maybe less people leave. But it, it's all about money. That's all that's all it boils down to. It's a Saudi Arabian funded tour. Okay. Okay. So they play in Chicago September 16th through the 18th. Um, they had an invitational in London and then they have South Africa, I think. Oh, let's read that. They had their invitational in London ending with South African Carl Schweitzer winning with a $4 million purse. Here is their golf schedule. So they have uh, England, Portland, Oregon, Bedminster, uh, New Jersey, Boston, Chicago, Bangkok. Uh, they have one, they do have one tournament in uh, Saudi Arabia in Jeddah, and then uh, Miami. They have eight tournaments. I'm looking up here. This was the U.S. Open, which is a big major. The total purse was 17.5 mil. Uh, which is up from last year. Last year was actually 12.5 mil, so more money. So the winner took home 3.15 million. And you were saying there that that guy just played in a regular tournament and it was 4 mil. Is that what you said? Yeah, that wasn't, that was just the opener. Yeah. So, I mean, it's more, it's more money. I get it. I hate to see it for the PGA because that's always been the ultimate goal for those professional golfers is make the PGA tour. And now it's between the PGA Tour and the LIV, and it's with big names like Brooks Kepka leaving, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, DeChambeau. The list just goes on and on. Um, it stinks for uh, us golf fans because also the LIV Tour, it's like it's on YouTube or something, so they're going to like make you pay to watch it on some some events where like the PGA Tour is, of course, just on national television. So, well, Yeah, you got, you got to pick your battles on that deal as well i kind of like it because it makes the pga be a little more competitive you know with its pricing and pay points but then again you know it's about the prestige and all that as well I, it's just different strokes for different folks i'd say yeah you know, whether you want to whether you're in it for the money or you're in it for the prestige you get the best of both worlds yeah it it really is um but again a bunch of guys are still on the PGA Tour. A bunch of the best golfers in the world are on the PGA Tour. Like Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson, like two years ago, were the best. They're not anymore. Phil Mickelson is 90 years past his prime. He stinks. He needs to quit anyways. And DeChambeau's been hurt. All he does is just hits it far. He can't do anything else. He can't win anywhere else. So it's like the guys that are leaving, they're leaving for a reason. They're trying to get their bag now. Um, they're not necessarily competing as much in the PGA. They're still up there when it comes to the majors, but again, they're trying to get their bag. And so I guess whatever for them, it's definitely a hot topic in the golf world right now, for sure. That wraps it up for us. So that's episode eight. Uh, we talked, like I said, in the beginning and what you've listened to the last two divisions in the AFC, uh, some NBA finals talk about Steph. Uh, does it put him in the top 10? How far does it put him up? And then the LIV Tour and some uh, MLB games. So hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. Peace out, everyone.